the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back to the London Free Press Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again. No matter where you are finding us, please hit the subscribe button. We have a new episode out every single Thursday morning. So make sure if you're enjoying these that you subscribe. You never have to miss the latest news of what's going on. Of course, also keep up to date with what's happening over at lfpress.com and at Twitter at lfpress. Breaking news happening all the time. It was another very busy week. I say this every week. I'm starting to sound redundant. A lot happens in this city in seven days, but a lot has happened in the last couple of days. And I wish it was under better circumstances as to why I'm talking to my guest today. Um, But I'm really excited. Award-winning London Free Press reporter Randy Richmond joining the show today. Randy, thank you so much for your time. How are you doing? I am like everybody else, just surfing each new wave that comes along, right? How are you? I, I'm going to start stealing your answer. I'm, I'm doing the same as you, just kind of hanging on day by day. Like I said, I'm excited to chat with you, but I do wish it was under better circumstances. There's been a lot happening in the last couple of days within the city of London. Uh, so I think we should start there with the big announcement of us moving to the red zone. I saw a great tweet from somebody and it said, what shade of red? Because the province has changed so many of the rules and regulations. So what can you tell us, first of all, about the transition from orange to red? Well, you know, it certainly seemed inevitable, right? The way the cases were going and... Uh, it's also confusing for people what the, why we get these different levels and what they mean. But just as the case count, the new case is rising and the infection rate rising. It was only, it seemed to be a matter of time before we went to red. Uh, you know, how long were we on orange a month? I guess we were on orange because we went from yellow to orange to red to super lockdown to orange. Yes. Yeah. Right. And now to red. And I, you know, there's a lot of people who think we're not going to be on red for long. It's going to go right to the gray, whether the light gray or the dark gray, whatever we have these days, right? right. Just, just, so, you know, and, and it means a, a lot for businesses, it, especially restaurants, it, it really affects, and they only had a short time to kind of adjust. I think for a lot of ordinary people, it's just, uh, it's just another, another zone. And it means maybe some lineups now and then at grocery stores, but I, I find we're just all so color coded, worn out that we're just, I don't know, um, you know, I, I just don't know if if we can even comprehend uh, what it means anymore. Yeah, well, like I said, that tweet from, I, I should have written the username down. It was so, what shade of red? I thought you are brilliant because I too, and we're newsies. I'm having a hard time keeping up with the different regulations that come day to day. I do want to mention though, one thing that is impacted in red zone, movie theaters not allowed to be opened. And I know the owner of Highland Cinema has spoken out saying they feel like they're being treated kind of unfairly. Um, I don't think there's any winning in this situation. Have you heard anything from health officials, Dr. Chris Mackey or city officials with regards to Gray? Because as of yesterday, our positivity rate was 66% and change per 100,000 people, which is technically we should be in Gray. Yeah, you know, they haven't said anything yet, um, but the warnings are there. I mean, I was talking to Dr. Alex Summers, the Associate Medical Officer of Health yesterday, and he was repeating the 
warnings that Dr. Mackey did the day before that we're headed towards gray if we don't change. And I, I don't see us changing. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's going to change to make us not go into gray. Uh, I mean, they, the counts go up and down a little bit, but yesterday was 46. It was like the week before the weekend was bad. Uh, it's just, I don't, they haven't said we're going into gray, but they're certainly making every kind of warning sign that we are, right? That if we don't smarten up, we're going to gray. Well, are we smartening up? Who knows? I'm glad that you brought up the weekend numbers and we're basically at the two week point of post St. Patrick's Day. Um, and that's a good transition into Western and what is happening with the university there. Uh, as of right now, five outbreaks at the university with regards to residences. And now they're saying there's a faculty unit. What can you tell us about the outbreaks happening with Western? Well, it's just, you know, it's just, it's almost a given considering St. Patrick's Day. Although at the time, St. Patrick's Day, remember the uh, law enforcement were saying that everybody behaved, they thought. Um, yes. So, you know, it's interesting because <clears throat> Western is certainly getting all the headlines and it's what, 20, <clears throat> excuse me, 20% of our cases, new cases. Um, last time in the fall, though, when, when it happened at Western, I felt that the media and all of us said, you know, oh, boo, boo, Western, you know, you guys are being bad, you students. This time there's some of that, but as Dr. Summers said yesterday, they're just a reflection of what we're all doing. Um, and they are living in close quarters. And yes, they are going to maybe gather more than they should, but it's, it is 20%. There's still what? 80% left of the rest of these cases are from us. So they're kind of just uh, indicative of what everybody is doing incorrectly, how we're all uh, got that COVID exhaustion, <clears throat> pandemic, excuse me, exhaustion, and people are just saying no, or people are just trying to sneak in the odd gathering, right? The odd, you know, social gathering or the odd, you know, maybe it's a, a, a post-funeral gathering, or maybe it's a uh, some sort of neighborhood thing where everybody's too close and they go inside afterwards. I think that's what's happening as well. But I mean, Western certainly is a, a, a spotlight. And, you know, there's a question we tried to raise yesterday, which was, I mean, I know from long ago in school, the, the year's almost over. In fact, classes will be ending maybe next week. Mm -hmm. So why not just send everybody home? And we didn't really get quite a, uh, we didn't get a, a clear answer from Western. Dr. Summers did say to me yesterday, though, that kind of a bit of a warning shot that, you know, they're going to keep talking to Western about what things can be done. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if there are more restrictions. And I don't know, again, why nobody's considering just sending students home. There's exams starting a week or a week and a half. You know, how many in-person exams are there? Probably not many. Just go virtual, get the kids home. Right now they're saying, just don't go home for Easter and come back. And that seems to be a message we've heard time and time again that no one pays attention to. And I don't think it'll work. I think you just made a very interesting point with regards to why aren't they being more proactive? I think a lot of people have been feeling that with the provincial government, the federal government, pick a level of government and people are complaining about it. Um, but I think the thing is too, like we're over a year into this and is it more work now to have to kind of rejig things? But like you said, a lot is online. I do want to touch on though. I will say the university's response to these outbreaks was pretty substantial. I was very impressed reading your article over at lfpress.com. What exactly have they implemented for on campus and with regards to residences? 
Well, they're, I mean, they're telling the students, like, don't, you know, outside of your bedroom, wear a mask. They're telling people on campus to wear the triple medic, triple mask, um, and which, you know, is new. Um, and uh, among staff, faculty, they're talking about, you know, wearing the face shields, either the goggles or the full shield, right? Right. These are, and you know, these are pretty, and they've already closed down on the weekend. They closed down the common areas, like the lounges and things. So they're doing, a, they're doing what they can to control these, these outbreaks and the residences and the staff. But, you know, it just, you think that there's just so many people there and, and, and no matter what they've cut the residence numbers, but no matter what, they've, how much they've cut it, there's still people gathering there. There's people there. And, you know, we know it's the new variants spread more quickly and the new variants seem to have a impact on, on younger adults, like younger than 65. So, this combination is, is, you know, perhaps why they're doing it. And I, I think you're right. I think they've done what they can, uh, could they do more? Possibly. They might, I mean, you know, don't you get the feeling everybody's just, we're all just hanging on to get through this next Western might be thinking, let's just get the exams done and then we can, our problem solved for four months. Uh, but yeah, I, I think everybody's been, let's just get through Christmas break in the lockdown. Let's just get through Easter weekend. It's always like pick the next milestone, right? And it's Western is absolutely no exception to that. I had read a while ago, about a month ago, when we started hearing about how rapid the variants were spreading, that if it's vaccine versus variant, the variant is going to win. I do want to say, though, I was really impressed. The health unit has been so fantastic with their communication. They just lessened the age now for vaccine appointments. Can you talk about that a little bit? Right. And yes. And, you know, it's, it's so strange because who paid attention to about different health units until now? You know, you look at this health unit is 65 and we're at 75 and whatever. Right. It's, it's, we have a lot of vaccine envy going on right now. Um, and you know, it's hard when you see people on social media saying they got the vaccine, you're like, oh no, we can't do it here. But they dropped it to 70 and it filled up fast. I think it was by noon yesterday, I saw their tweet from the health unit saying, uh, bookings are done for the day and they're booked till April the 13th. Now that's not, that's largely 70 year olds because they still have some backlog of others. I was looking on the provincial chart today and it looks like as of yesterday, we're at 91,000 people in our Middlesex, London, at about 510,000 with at least one dose of the vaccine. So we're getting close to a fifth. And I think when we get through the 70 year olds, you know, that's another 20,000 people, you know, it'll be higher and higher, obviously. But yeah, and you know, that is the good news is that I know it can be difficult to get on the site. And I'm, I know when I get on, I'll be yelling at my computer and the little spinning wheel that doesn't stop or whatever happens but it's a good sign that we are so eager to get the vaccine in this area right i mean it's just, this is making the health unit quite happy that as uh, dr summer said yesterday you know there's a strong desire for the vaccine here and yes down to 70 and you know if you're 55 or 45 you can just see it inching down closer and closer and every you know every inch it gets closer to, to whatever age group we are the better right for all of us Absolutely. And this is not a bad April Fool's Day joke. So pardon the timing. But as of April 1st, phase two starts to roll out, which is going to open up a whole lot of appointments for a whole bunch of other people that have so far been excluded from the vaccine. As you mentioned, Dr. Chris Mackey, fantastic on Twitter about updating the public, tweeting that 
appointments were full until April 30th, but they released another, I want to say 5,000 appointments this morning. So every day they say they're full, but they, they do seem to find either more shots or more times for these, which I think is making me super optimistic. Um, I just want to know too, what is the public saying at this point with regards to Western and the students potentially leaving the city. I hate to touch on that. I was downtown picking up dinner on Richmond Row two weeks ago, and I was shocked. I was shocked at the amount of people lined up outside bars, restaurants. It was around 8.30 p.m. on a Friday night, no masks. So I like to believe, and it, I can't just blame the Western students because I don't know who's in line there, but a lot of them are of the age of students. Do we think we are actually going to see a decline when school ends? You know, we we probably will, right? If it's if 20% of the new cases are Western related, I think we will. And, you know, there's always, always a kind of a love, I won't say hate, but love and not much love relationship with Western students in this city. You know, there's always probably some relief when they leave and uh, in the spring for some people and, you know, not bar owners, uh, but, um, you know, and some welcoming back when they get it. it's like it's, it's great to have the students come back. Uh, you know, it energizes our city for sure. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, I think there'll be. I think the public will feel some relief. Um, you know, and and it's hard to blame people in their late teens and twenties for doing this. And when you consider that there's been like this many outbreaks and the way this age group normally can live, I think they've done a remarkable job at fending off the uh, the pandemic. I think we've asked an awful lot of that generation and they've come through um, quite well. But yeah, I think, you know, you can see the comments still blaming Western, blaming Western, blaming Western students and there'll be some relief. Um, and then the vaccines will come and then I hope we don't ever have to think about it again, right? <laughs> yeah, I hope the next time we talk, it's not about Western unless it's a great headline. Uh, and I hope it's not about the pandemic. If I never had to utter the word pandemic for the rest of my life, it would still be too soon. Um, mm -hmm. I do want to say that in your article over at lfpress.com, you did put the link for anybody who is eligible to book appointments. So it's www.covidvaccinelm.ca, or you can also try calling to book uh, 226-289-3560. Randy, I want to thank you so much for your time today. You've been fantastic. I'm looking forward to chatting with you again about non-pandemic related things. Yeah. Um, so please enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you again for your time. Again, if you were listening to our podcast, I don't know where you found us, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, YouTube, over at lfpress.com. Doesn't matter. We appreciate that you are here and listening. And again, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, please hit the subscribe button. You never have to miss an episode. We'll be back again next Thursday, probably talking about the pandemic. I say this every single week. So until then, please stay well. Bye.